you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. The Around the League Podcast. Scores more than the Browns offense. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by truly a room filled with heroes. Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. Wessling's back. We've got him back. back. The prodigal son has <laughs> returned. Finally. Happy to be here. Good to be back in the Studio 66. And you've got just a tiny bit more of hair on top of your I head. I do. He's letting it grow in. The new West. It's a, it's an experiment. I don't for know. a new month. I might whack it at any point. Have you checked in with HR just to remind them that you still are an employee here? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. You'd think I was gone for more than seven days. Um, today is Sunday, Sunday night. It is our annual uh, look at, back at the Sunday night games, and there were a lot of... Good games to go through. We'll get going before before that. I want to say hi to Kay Rich behind the glass. What's up, guys? What's up, Kay Rich? Kay Rich said before the podcast started that she did not know who U2 was, uh, my favorite band ever, and it really, really hurt me. Way to put me on the spot. Well, I didn't know the lead singer. Well, you knew that Bono was a person that was famous on some level. You had no idea he was attached to a world-famous rock band. Totally under-the-radar group, though. Now I'm going to get <laughs> a lot of people have never heard of that group. About this. Um, all right. Greg, what, what were you about to say something? Go ahead. Well, no, you, you had called this our annual look back at the week that was. I want to do Did it I? more often than that. I love this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Did I say that? I'm, 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 frankly, I'm a little nervous to have the whole group back together. It's like, you know, I feel like it's almost this is like the real thing. We're all together. But uh, let's get going. Let's get right to it. And we'll start with the game of the day, the game of the week. Peyton Manning threw for 403 yards and five touchdowns, four of them to Eric Decker. And the Denver Broncos held off a furious rally to beat the Kansas City Chiefs 35-28 Sunday. Season control of the AFC West. Uh, Wes, in your first day back at the office, or first Sunday back, you watched that game. Tell us what you were taking out of it. I thought the story of the game was Peyton Manning's arm. Looked just fine. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. I believe he was 8 of 10 on passes over 15 yards for 268 yards. He looked great. He threw 
perfect passes to Decker down the seam. Hit Demarius Thomas on a 77-yard gain. Hit Wes Welker really nicely on one diving catch. He looked great. The only time he had trouble, and this was uh, Greg Rosenthal's theory after watching film, when he doesn't set his feet, if he's forced to run or if he has pressure up in the interior, that's when we see the fluttering passes. That makes sense to me, and, and I think we saw that today. He, I saw him throw. Every time I looked over, I felt like he was dropping one in the bucket. He, the couple of the uh, Decker throws were deep balls. Obviously, they were checking out just fine. I would think if you're a Broncos fan, it's a very encouraging game uh, to see the offense get back on track like this. Can I ask a question? I wa- watching this a bit from home after I left the the office. Kansas City Chiefs defense, one on one coverage with Decker all afternoon. Now, I understand there's so many weapons on that, on that offense that you, you have to pick your poison, but it was mostly Cooper on, on Decker for most of the day. Getting fried, they don't adjust the entire time. I feel like if you don't adjust what's not working against Denver, sitting duck. I think it's a fair criticism, but like you said, what are they going to do about it? it right, if it's You're not, not gonna, him, it's someone else. Yeah, it's pick your poison offense. We've been saying that since August. Do you think now he gets five touchdowns that he can get back on this you know, break all the records. That was your big thing early in the season, that this offense is going to break all the records. They've slowed down a little bit lately, although they've still scored points. Do you think they can still do that? Yes. He, he's still on pace to break the uh, touchdown and passing yardage record for a single season, so I don't see why they can't do that. How about Alex Smith playing pretty well two straight weeks? He didn't get much credit for it last week. I thought he looked good out there. Yeah, he looked great. He, um, he was making plays down the field. It was the gunslinger Alex Smith. We've seen for two weeks in a row. I think maybe Alec, maybe Andy Reid should have unleashed the gunslinger slinger Alex Smith earlier in the season. He looked good. Uh, suffered a few drops from his, his receivers on plays 20, 30, 40 yards down the field that were perfect passes. I feel like we can't let this game go without talking about the elephant in the room, and that's Noshan Marino's tears. <laughs> I mean, that, was, that was the game-changing moment of the day, I felt like. That was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in high-def slow-mo. Well, and Wes posited that it was eyewash, potentially, but it happened during the national anthem. It wasn't, because they asked him after the game, and his simple explanation was that he was just emotional. It was a so moment that he got caught up it's in. It's possible to just store up a bunch of tears in your eye and then just let him go all at once? I feel like he needs to... <laughs> None of us know. <laughs> I, mar- I feel like he has to marshal these resources and use them for good. You know what I mean? I mean, he has a power that few men have. That was a that was he an impressive cry, thing. He can cry rivers at his beck and Right, plenty of cities and metropolitan areas <laughs> need water. In, in your post today, you, you said that the Broncos are now in the driver's seat. They're going to be the number one seed what is, what Whoa. is their schedule, and and can we make a case for them not being the one seed? Wait, you don't buy that? Because they have to win out, most likely, right? right because that Patriots loss was that damaging. And I have the schedule in front of me, so we have at home to the Titans, at home to the Chargers, at Texans, at Raiders. Sets mm, up well. That's you doable. still got to win City. out. Combined record of 16 and 32 on those teams. The toughest game there, I think, is the Chargers at home. So if that's your toughest game left, you got to like their chances. Texans game could be frisky, potentially. Yeah, right. And what's looming in that season finale versus the Raiders is maybe the Broncos don't need that game, but the Raiders have something to play for. (laughs) (laughs) For your sake. We'll see. That game could really do me in. And we're going to talk a little bit later about the Raiders' next opponent, uh, 
they have a pretty good shot next week. All right, let's move on. Uh, Nick Foles threw three touchdown passes, and the Philadelphia Eagles held on for a 24-21 win over the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. Um, Greg, the the Cardinals, they, were, they, they have been red hot, but this game brought them down to earth a little bit, didn't it? Carson Palmer didn't look good. I think if he had been on target with more of his throws, they might win this game. Uh, but I'm just impressed that the Eagles' defense has been such a difference maker. Uh, they had a sack fumble early in this game. They stopped the Cardinals with the game on the line when Arizona got the ball back. The Eagles' offense was a little misleading in this game. It looked like they did well, but they went through long stretches where they did nothing. The last four drives of the game, they had two first downs. The first four drives of the game, they had five first downs. So they weren't moving the ball, and the Eagles' defense was the difference. Billy Davis, we talked about him. A lot of creative blitzes seemed to confuse Carson Palmer, baited him into some mistakes, and uh, they're, they're the ones that got it done. Now they're two 7-5 and five teams in the NFC East. Could we possibly have two playoff teams from the NFC East? That would have been stunning. No. If no. anyone would have said that, that, that really, probably still won't happen. I don't really think so. If, that's if, not if the 49ers plane disappears over like an eastern lake... But you said eight and <laughs> you said eight and eight was going to win this division, Mark, all along, and it looks like that won't happen. One of these teams going to win nine. No, games. you're right, and 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 we have talked for a couple of weeks that the Eagles, more so than Dallas, seem to be a team, you know, crescendoing at the right time, and they and their defense has played so much better. They were such a disaster early. Nick well, Nick Foles also his interception streak should be over. He made a terrible decision with under four minutes left in the game was a ball that was picked off. It was overturned by penalty that had nothing to do with the pick. Uh, if if the, that play didn't happen, the penalty wasn't called. The Cardinals have the ball there with a decent chance to win the game. What would concern me if I was K. Rich, if I was an Eagles fan, this has been at least three times and maybe more that they've had a huge lead at halftime and can't do anything on offense after that. And they, they're not set up to play with a lead like that. Why is that? Because they're a run team. Why don't they just not change their offense? Yeah, K-Rich, why don't they just not change their offense? What's up, well, you know, I have, I have Chip Kelly on speed dial, Ooh. so if you guys win, I'll just ring him up and call him up and ask him why. But you know what? I think Mr. That we Charisma have, himself. Yeah, but I think, you know, we do, we do second <laughs> half lack a little bit, but I think our defense has come up. In recent years, especially this year, especially this year, and they're holding us down when our offense gets a little tired. Also, we've wanted to see more weapons on this Eagles offense, at least receiving, and Zach Ertz made a couple nice catches today, a couple touchdowns, and he could be a pretty big factor down the well, stretch. Well, that, that's a credit to Chip Kelly. As good as the Cardinals' defense has been, they're the worst, worst in the league defending tight ends, and by the end, of, by the middle of the second quarter, they had already the, the Eagles had thrown three touchdowns to tight ends. Cam Newton threw for 263 yards and two touchdowns and ran for another score, and the Carolina Panthers defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 26-27-6 Sunday for their franchise record eighth straight regular season win. Mark, uh, we, I think we all kind of felt this game had a chance to be competitive when we talked about it on Friday. It did not work out that way, did it? Not at all, and it just uh, on both sides of the ball, Carolina just overloaded Tampa. And I think that the problem a little bit for, you know, Mike Glennon has been... Greg didn't want to talk about him. You'd want to jinx him, right? And I can see where you're coming from because he had been so good over the last five, six weeks. He had a tough game today. That defense is just too good. He made some bad throws. He had an ugly, ugly pass attempt that ricocheted off his hands for a critical fumble that I think honestly kind of put the game away. Carolina just took care of business every time they had the ball. They couldn't run early. 
you know what? Cam Newton just stepped up and took over the run game. I mean, we haven't seen... That's obviously a huge skill of his, and he absolutely... He, he had a, a semi-dominant performance on the ground. Here are some Newton stats. He ran for 68 yards. He threw two interceptions, uh, and he is now thrown for... 13 touchdown passes and run for five touchdowns during this eight-game streak. So this guy's playing really well, almost at an MVP level, and uh, that's pretty big. It's back off the MVP level. He's barely better than he was last year. I wouldn't put him in the top five quarterbacks in the league, much less MVP. Well, I, I think the issue there you. is that it's <laughs> he's not doing it alone. That is a team that their defense has done. It gets the, should get the credit for where they are right now. Next Sunday night, we got Saints-Panthers. The first of two of those games, right. I'm excited. You know, Al and Chris deserve it after what the NFL put on them tonight. <laughs> right, true. this has been rough. I know, there's a shadowy league figure trying to crawl into the room right now. But listen, we can, we should have flexed this game out. I think someone wrote it, maybe the New York Daily News beat writer said this was the NFL's lowest moment since the Heidi Bowl. Well, not, that's not a, a tad out. hyperbole, but I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it, in our, it, it is rough. It's a rough watch. Um, anything else on this? Well, I saw the Kraken got another sack. He's now only 43 sacks shy of his goal. <laughs> right. I I think he can get there with a couple big performances. <laughs> what did he say he wanted? 50. 50 sacks. Uh, sorry, buddy. Tom Brady threw for 371 yards and two touchdowns. And Steven Gostowski. <laughs> I, I, I know he's struggled with that last name. Gostowski. 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 Goskowski made two long field goals in the fourth quarter. It's getting worse. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to call him Steve from now on. Uh, Made two long field goals in the fourth quarter as the New England Patriots rallied for a 34-31 win over the Houston Texans, who have now lost a franchise record 10 straight games. Um, I watch this game very closely, and this is the Patriots. They can get away with it against a team like the Texans that has no idea how to close. But this is now the uh, second straight week they go into the halftime tunnel down multiple uh, double-digit points. They were down 17-7 at the half. Uh, to their credit, they came out looking great in the second half, and Tom Brady is back to being Tom Brady. I feel like I know we were talking at the season midpoint. Um, about how people seem to be making excuses for Brady, and there's even some ludicrous MVP talk around him. Now he's playing at, at that high level you're used to, and I don't think it's a, a coincidence that Rob Gronkowski's return has kind of coincided with that raise in his play. It, it, it it's, goes for any quarterback. You need your weapons to really work at a high level, and Gronk's the best tight end in football. You know, as a Patriots fan, the defense gets worse every week, and that was my big case for them being a Super Bowl team before the season started and I've stuck with it and I've and I've felt confident in that throughout even when their offense was struggling but it has to be a concern for Bill Belichick that it's getting worse by the week and you know I asked you guys the question downstairs can you go to a Super Bowl can you win a Super Bowl with Chris Jones and Joe Villano as your two starting defensive tackles two rookies who no one particularly wanted in the draft. And I think that's become a bigger problem. They can't stop the run. Belichick defenses are usually built around stopping the run, and they just can't do it at all. I think I used to work at Walgreens with Joe Villano. I think we (laughs) alternated Sundays changing the sign outside. He managed (laughs) non-foods. One point I had, Greg, you talked about the Patriots defense, and we don't really need to spend much time on the Texans. It's a lost season for them. Um, A lot of people have said that despite the bad season, J.J. Watt is a runaway uh, defensive player of the year uh, candidate or or front runner. And, Greg, you and I, we talked about this a little bit on Friday's podcast. It seems weird to me that he's positioned in that way by a lot of 
um, experts because the defense and the team in general has been so bad. Greg, you said it downstairs. They, uh, Case Keenum put up 31 points today. The defense needs to win this game, and they were they could not get the stops in the second half. Yeah, it was a game, like you said, I mean, Keenum, they should have won this game. It should have been their big moment. of the, Instead, they're now in the number one spot for the number one pick. and you know, All at, alone now. All alone. No one else has just two wins. And Antonio Smith, after the game, the Texans' defensive end, said he was suspicious of the adjustments that the Patriots made. He said, you know, either they were spying us or they were scouting us uh, because it was a little suspicious. We introduced some new stuff this week, and they reacted in a different way that they haven't shown all season, which is a ridiculous state. It just shows it's an indictment of his own coaching staff. He's so surprised to see mid-game adjustments that coming out of halftime, they changed everything up that he, that he thinks they were spying on them. Greg only likes defense players on bad teams, so he probably still will. <laughs> Log a vote for J.J. Watt? Of course. Well, let, He's the best. Give me another choice. Let me have one slight rant on this J.J. Watt thing. Well, it, no, it, hold on. No one's knocking J.J. Watt. I think Dan's argument on Friday real quick was that he wanted to see J.J. Watt make a game-changing play. What a game. He this, does. This isn't a rant against Dan Not or, or you or anyone else. J.J. Watt, if you're watching the games, is the most dominant player on defense. He's the Reggie White type of player of his generation. And if you're watching the games, that's easy to see. He controls the game like no other defensive player in the NFL. If you're a voter for the award and you don't want to vote for J.J. Watt, that's your prerogative, and you shouldn't have some stat dork telling you that you're not smart enough and you don't know what you're doing. You have to vote for Watt because PFF stats say they so. You can vote for whoever you want. It's your, it's your it's subjective vote. If you think Earl Thomas controls the game, vote for him. Who would you put number two? I would put Robert Quinn number two. Gossip but I don't that. think I don't like these stats towards telling Another, people that they're not smart enough to vote for the right guy. Gost, fair, fair. Gostkowski. Yeah, dude, Gost, keep working. You got Kapowski. You, you got to pronounce the T at the end of the Gost. That, Gostkowski. That, Gostkowski. Adam Vinatieri. How about that? Tied a career high with five field goals, and Donald Brown scored on a four-yard touchdown run with 156 to play, giving the Colts a 22-14 win over the Tennessee Titans. Um, this is oh by the way this is a big Sunday for the Fort Committee. Any of the teams that we perhaps were a little nervous about went down in flames, and now um, you know things something could still happen. But we sh- the committee needs to, uh, should be feeling very confident. The Titans were one of those teams. I picked this was my hero pick or one of my failed hero picks this week. I thought the Titans would go into Indy and uh, get a win. They almost did, but they did not pull it off. The Colts are now they have a three game lead in the AFC South. And uh, the Titans, let's you know, play for next year. Well, we already forked him. We knew that. Yeah. Well, feeling good now the rest <laughs> of society is on board, potentially. Who cares about society? It's hard to get excited about the Colts, though, right now, isn't it? It is. They're not a good team. They're not a good team. They have Andrew Luck, and well, they're not a bad team. They're just a team that they're exists. pretty bad. Know, you look at this playoff AFC playoff bracket, and outside of your Brady and Manning led squads, suspicious. The matchup next week that, in theory, is the biggest in the AFC is Indianapolis versus Cincinnati, two division leaders, both still in the mix for a playoff bye, and yet it doesn't really feel like those are two good teams. Wake well, me up when it's over. Blow out. <laughs> oh, stop. I said it to... Uh, you said this game would be a blowout, Wesseline, in favor was, of the Titans, so I was give me a break. being facetious. I said it to Mike Silver downstairs today that I think everything, the stars are aligning for our first uh, Super Bowl blowout in some time. 
And it's because of really what we're talking about here. You have the Patriots and Broncos, and we kind of feel good about them. But all these other teams, and I agree with you on that, Wes, including the Colts. How, how do you get too excited about them? I certainly don't. But then they won't make the Super Bowl. The Patriots or Broncos will. Yeah, but, you know, the Broncos get knocked off all the time, with, or Peyton Manning does. And, you know, I'm sorry, Greg. The Patriots haven't you been that good in the playoffs. You know we're heading to a Chiefs-Bengals Saturday playoff game. Oof. I'll enjoy it. It's a holiday in my house. <laughs> you have a house. <laughs> uh, Blair Walsh's 34-yard field goal with 143 in overtime gave the Minnesota Vikings a 23-20 victory over the Chicago Bears on Sunday after both teams missed kicks in the extra period. Uh, this is a killer, killer loss for the Bears, a game that they let get away. They got a second life in overtime when there was a suspect call that wiped out a game-winning Vikings field goal. And then on the other side of the field, Robbie Gould misses a 47-yarder, pushes it right, and um, Adrian Peterson then leads a drive to set up a chip shot field goal. Um, the Bears, are they dead? At 6-6, six and six, no. I mean, they. I haven't had faith in this team for a while, but you're only one game back of a Lions team you could see losing. Th- what this loss does set up, though, is the Lions are in the playoffs if they win three out of four games, period. It doesn't matter with the tie breaks. If they win three out of their last four, they're in. Bears keep losing divisional games they should be winning, and it's hard to take them seriously. I, poor Mark was tasked with uh, de- defending my hero pick on this one. <laughs> I tried. And Wes. you got it. You got a hero. Yeah, you tried, and uh, it came down to this. If Brandon Jacobs can run for 100 yards on the Bears, then Adrian Peterson can run for 200, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, don't you like things that are reliable and predictable occasionally in life? We <laughs> thought Adrian Peterson would run over the Bears. Dan talked about it on the podcast, and he gets 211 Nailed yards. It. How bad is the Bears' offense that they gave up 496 yards to Matt Castle, who came in for the concussed uh, Christian Ponder? Well, that's why we shouldn't be... Yes, we can posit that mathematically they still exist in the playoff race. <laughs> They're right but in it. I understand that, but their defense is so – it's such a liability that it's just it's hard to take them seriously. They but won't be there in the end. their offense is so good. Their offense is interesting. One positive to take out of the game for the Bears, Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, my God. 12 catches, Outrageous. 249 yards, two touchdowns. Is it, This is kind of silly, but I'll throw it out there. Is he the best wide receiver on the Bears at this point? Well, I think Wes – Question that a few months ago. We, we, we asked, asked Greg Cosell that. Great. Yeah, and it, I think it's a fair question. I, I think he's one question. of the best in the league, I practically. Don't, I don't think you can declare him that when Marshall is taking the double teams. Alshon right. Jeffrey might be our shining star of the Making the Leap series, which uh, mm-hmm. has been submitted for a Pulitzer Award. So, <laughs> so we'll see. Some other notables. Uh, Dan had... Uh, Michael Floyd, who had another big game. Chandler Jones. A great performance today, Michael Floyd. Also, how about Julian Edelman? Listen to these stats. 70 catches for 711 yards this year. Compare that to Wes Welker. 68 catches for 717 yards. Almost the exact same. Edelman has been the best receiver from start to finish for the Patriots this year. What? Uh. He's kind of had a funky year, though. Like He was the only receiver early in the season. Then they went away from him for a little bit, and now the last two games, he's been great again. He's had a renaissance. The, like a mid-season renaissance. It's yes. odd because... He's very frustrating for Danny Amendola fantasy owners there, because you're kind of like, yeah! Oh, oh wait. Why are That's they, racist. Wait. Uh, nah, we're nah. going to let it pass. Why are <laughs> they suddenly racist. using Edelman <laughs> more than Amendola? I don't... Racism. I've always thought with the Patriots, no, again, none of racism. it is predictable. It's all just matchups, and he happens to be getting the good ones that week. That's about it. And Tompkins got hurt today. 
Ryan Tannehill threw for 331 yards and two touchdown passes, leading the Dolphins to a 23-3 win over the New York Jets on Sunday, keeping the Dolphins' playoff hopes alive and burying, essentially, my New York Jets. Uh, this was a game notable for the Jets, at least, because Geno Smith finally uh, got benched in a meaningful way after a, a terrible halftime and, and you know after a t- terrible first half in which he completed four passes for 29 yards, had an 8.3 quarterback rating. Uh, Matt Sims came on, and because Matt Sims also stinks, uh, he didn't do much. Nine of 18, 79 yards, and an interception. Oof. And, That's, that might be worse. And this is listen. This is a this is a we talked about this. This is a terrible situation <laughs> for poor Rex Ryan. We were all excited. Well, we, I think we all kind of like Rex in here for the most part. Yeah. And we thought he was in good position to save his job. Now the worst case scenario has come to roost, where Geno Smith has the Geno coaster is obviously off the rails, floating deeper into the Atlantic. And what does Rex have now? What does he have to choose from? A completely uh, untested and uh, un- uh, quarterback in Matt Sims that obviously is not the future either, and he's trying to save his job. Well, you know, and you made a good point in your post about this, Dan. Uh, listen, Thanks, John, John Idzik can jump in and say, I'm going to get rid of Rex Ryan, but how about the fact that John Idzik uh, drafted two players, one of them at quarterback, the other to replace Darrell Revis, and they both failed miserably. Idzik lives in the shadows. He doesn't like to talk uh, publicly a lot. Uh, but his first draft is not looking good. He had He's Shel- got the defensive rookie of the year. He got All right. Sh- you got to right. mention that. No, no, no. Not, let's well, not be too sorry. You got to make my point, Greg. I'm talking about Mark. I'm no, just saying you got to throw that in. We talked about Sheldon Richardson a ton, but damn. The top three picks, uh, John Edzik's first year, D. Milner was benched for the third time this season today. Was an absolute train wreck today. Number two, Sheldon Richardson, a, a legit defensive player, of the year, uh, rookie of the year candidate. And the third is Geno Smith, who leads the NFL in interceptions, also got benched today. Not not a great situation for Idzik. My favorite stat possibly possibly <laughs> ever. <laughs> I know what's At coming. At least this year. If Gino Smith, if Nick Foles throws an interception on his next 50-5-0 passes, <laughs> he still has a higher passer rating than Geno Smith. How is that possible? That's, that's Philly beat guy Ruben Frank. That's awesome. It, he, he, I saw the follow-up tweet. He would then have a 60.4 Passer rating, or a 60.5 passer rating for Foles, 60.4 for Geno Smith. The, the numbers from today's <laughs> game are just outrageous. 13 for 28 for 78 total yards as a team. Their combined QBR was 4.7. Matt Sims had a 3, and Geno Smith was under 2. And I, because I'll, I'll always know this guy's voice just from back in the old Inside the NFL days with Len Dawson and Nick Bonacotti. Uh Gary Myers asked Rex after the game, about the Mark Sanchez decision in the preseason. Um, mm. Again, threw it at him, said, you know, now knowing how it played out, <laughs> uh, do you have regrets about playing Mark in the fourth quarter? This is a game that was played on August 24th, by the way. And Rex, you could see like him melting on the inside because it's like Rex can't answer this anymore, and he knows that he messed up. He can't, he can't, there's nothing else he could do. And all these guys are kind of, I feel like, relishing in the fact that, yeah, Rex, ultimately that decision did burn you. Mm. Well, I, I don't I don't even know if it would matter. I mean, he's throwing a David Nelson and Kellen Winslow and Cumby. This is not a group that's going to be winning with many Sanchez, people. Now, whether or not Sanchez would have been better or worse is obviously up for debate. <laughs> it, but right. he would have been in the game. He Only in the mind of somebody just waiting for Rex Ryan to fail would you think that Mark Sanchez right. is some kind of savior. Right. We're calling Jeff Cumberland Cumby now? 
Yeah. Oh, I, okay. yeah. We're buddies. Right. We do that all we're, the time. We're comby. Okay. Let's, uh, do we think this is a, a fork team? I mean, you're kind of talking about I know the committee has to meet later. But the committee's got to get together. Fork the hell out of them. Got to get the Danish out. I can't believe only three weeks ago I got a hero pick for picking against the Jets. It wasn't that long ago. The West people still has excited. to pick the Jets four more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> After this, let's give the Dolphins some credit too. I think they played really well last we week in to? a way. We have to give them a little I'm credit. Not giving them any credit. They're playing None. well right now. They didn't play that You're gonna great. have to pull it out of me. Tannehill played very well in the second half, but they did every. If the Jets how, were even, how did he play in the first half? Not great. Yeah. It, he missed. He missed a lot of throws. He's been if missing the, a lot of throws for if, a lot of weeks. If the Dolphins, if the Jets were even halfway functional as a team right now, then this game, this game would have been totally different because the Dolphins gave up so many. Um, chances to jump out to a big lead. I have an idea in the AFC. Remember the old 1988 playoff brackets where you just had five teams? Mm. Get your three best division winners and have the other two play a, a wild card game? In general. We have no sixth seed. No one's worthy. I could buy that. Okay. I like that. I, like that I, don't, I don't feel well, a resounding support uh, in the yeah, room for I that. Heard, uh, when I listened to the podcast, I heard this, uh, this notion that 9-7 and seven is going to win. I'll be shocked if anybody goes 9-7. I out agree of with It's going to have to be Baltimore winning 3 out of 4 to do and it. And have you seen their schedule? It's, br- it's tough, but they, they've played fairly well lately. Spare the viewers. They have to go to Detroit, home to the Patriots, and then at Cincinnati in the last three games. You guys just don't, you know, this Dolphins team is fighting against all odds in the in the media, you know, Jonathan oh, Martin boy. and all this. What really NFL coming NFL together NFL as a team. NFL appointed gumshoe Ted Wells what is going like, to usher them into the playoffs. What a likable squad of scrappy it's about what over on the field, Greg. <laughs> My fantasy team name next year is going to be uh, Gumshoe Ted Wells. <laughs> Matt Bryant hit a 36-yard field goal three minutes into overtime to lift the Atlanta Falcons to a 34-31 win. It's a big day for kickers around the NFL. A lot of big uh, kicks at the end of the game. Anyway, for the Falcons to uh, to lead the Falcons to a 34-31 win over the Bills in Buffalo's annual sad home game in Toronto. Uh, Wes, you watch this game with. Uh, by the way, there's. 37,000 people in Toronto to watch this game. They staged this game on a random Tuesday in September and just decided to show it now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, is that, what does that even mean? Well, why would anybody watch these two teams? It's, it's like an experiment or something. Nobody would watch these two teams. Because it's, it's unfolding in Canada. The f- Canadians are watching it. Fred Jackson was involved. Some fancy moves. Fred, Fred Jackson, Jackson, the replica jersey worn by uh, Rob Ford, Toronto's crack mayor, at the game, eating chicken wings, stealing someone's seat in the stadium. A very surreal scene. <laughs> Fred Jackson was also responsible for the first weekly Around the League podcast Clown Suit of the Week Award. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, are, we are breaking this out. He put a move on Desmond Trufant, Falcons rookie cornerback, that uh, had Greg and I in looking at F-Jax in admiration. A nice year put for it? F-Jax, by the way. Let's give F-Jax some credit. That's put fair. a clown tune on him. And this, this might ruin uh, the Falcons' chances of getting Jadevian Clowney. No, they're still getting him. The Bills really blew this game, too, didn't they? Yes, they did. Stevie Johnson was a big culprit with a fumble. Uh, Bills outplayed the Falcons most of the game. Give Matt Ryan some credit. He played better than EJ Manuel. His offensive line was terrible once again. He got sacked six times, hit nine times. Steven Jackson did a pretty good game, but Matt Ryan really brought them back and uh, won the game for him. Cecil Shorts caught a 20-yard touchdown pass from Chad Henney with 40 seconds left, rallying the Jacksonville Jaguars to a 32-28 win over the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Mark, I, I said on Friday I could never pick a game where Brandon Whedon was the starter, but it looked like it was actually going to blow up in my face. 
apparently it didn't work out that way because they did not get it done. This might have been... Listen, Cleveland's had a lot of bad losses since they've come back into the league in 1999. This has to be top three because mm. if you can't Whoa. beat Jacksonville, a two-win Jacksonville team... You're a factory of sadness! Exactly. <laughs> if you can't the take care of, that, of business... Way, as the season goes along, Mark gets more and more aggravated by that sound clip, but K-Rich, keep bringing <laughs> it looks, because if, it's the best. If looks could kill, Mark... Shot what was that? A little shot. Glance what was there. that glance? That's no, it's like the crook I, eye. No, I, the stink eye. No, I the will evil pause eye. for the sound bite to finish, and then I will continue. Talking. I think you while guys got to work things out right yes, now. While I, silently I, I going after Kate. I apologize, but I thought that was perfect. And it timing. was perfect. I, and I don't agree, let Mark's really. That was a little bit vile. That look that you gave back there. Mark. Not intentional. Not towards you. I'm sorry, Crystal. I am irritated <laughs> by this game. Huh? Who was it toward? I don't know. It was towards the sky. Listen, the, the sky the was crystal. Someone told, me, <laughs> someone told me coming into this game that Brandon Whedon was going to connect with Josh Gordon for 261 yards, and they were going to, against Jacksonville, this would have felt like the game you just walk in and roll through. But instead, what, what else happened is that on three drives in about a minute, two and a half minutes right before halftime, Whedon throws two crushing interceptions, awful throws, and then fumbles the ball on a display of terrible ball control. That was the game right there. That allowed Jacksonville right back into it. And then, yeah, Hayden, who I think is a Pro Bowl-level cornerback, gets Cecil Shorts gets right behind him on that play. We haven't seen him give up that kind of throw this year. Everything ugly that could have happened, happened. That series of ineptitude from Whedon. You were loving it. We'll always have a fondness. <laughs> Wesley, in my heart. when it comes because to... Because of listen. the unprecedented move of an official team's Twitter feed trolling the starting quarterback. It did. It really did. I, listen. That was awesome. Whedon continues, and this is my last point. Remember the two weeks in a row when he threw this bizarre shuffle pass? Yeah. Right? These picks. Right. They were just, what is this? Is this like dodgeball in sixth grade? And he did it again like three times today. I don't think he plays again for the Browns, barring, which probably will happen, another quarterback getting hurt. He suffered a concussion in this game he revealed afterwards. And Jason Campbell is coming off a concussion. So there is an outside chance here. If neither one of them is ready, we could be seeing Alex Tanny trick shot NFL starting quarterback. Is there a nickname for him, like Kickalicious or anything? Sadness. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if Cleveland released Whedon this week. You are a factory of sadness! <laughs> just for you, Mark. Next game. Release him? He just threw for 370 him. yards and three touchdowns. Wes, are you defending Whedon all of a sudden? Yes. I don't think no, they would it, release him. I just think that it's just gotten, seems it's, it's gotten, it's that, gotten that ugly. Listen, they might put him on injury reserve a nice with guy, the concussion. It's not, he, it's not a personal a, thing. He threw a touchdown pass, 95 yards to go ahead with under five minutes to go. The defense kind of blew it from there. You have to admit no, that. No, they did. The defense did blow. You know, listen, he could have been the hero. He, listen, he gives you two or three awful turnovers every game. You cannot do that. He's a turnover robot. You can't do that. He's a turnover droid 2.1. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Marco, sorry that that got so heated. <laughs> Just hang in there, buddy. It's okay. I'm fine. Anquan Bolden caught nine passes from Colin Kaepernick. Michael Crabtree made his long-awaited season debut six months after Achilles tendon surgery. And the San Francisco 49ers beat the St. Louis Rams 23-13 on Sunday. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know how much to take from this game. I, the Niners are a much better team. Um, they beat the. It was actually not quite as close as the score indicated. This the Niners had this game in hand the whole time. One maybe the biggest takeaway I had from the game is how much I <clears throat> I really do like the Niners as a uh, possible sleeping giant in a conference where the Saints and the Seahawks are seen as the overwhelming favorites, especially with. Crabtree back and I know he had a 60 yard catch and run today where it was clear that he's not moving near to where he is when he's completely healthy but at the same time that he just he adds something to that offense and I don't think it was a coincidence that Vernon Davis and Anquan Bolden both put up uh, big days as well so I really like what I'm seeing from the Niners right now and I don't have any doubts that they're going to get that sixth seed of the playoffs yeah I when I saw that play to Crabtree you could tell that he's a fraction of what he was before the injury. Now, when Demarius Thomas had a similar injury, he didn't do much in the first half of the season. It took him eight or nine weeks. Crabtree might take until the playoffs before we see him resembling. But I think the key point that Dan said was, I don't think it's a coincidence that Bolden and Davis both had good games because Crabtree draws more attention God than, account for than any Kyle Williams, Mario Manningham guy would ever draw. And he started over Manningham. I was surprised how easy this game was for them. 9.8 yards per attempt for Kaepernick against this Rams defense, who we've spent a couple weeks talking up that they're so feisty and, and so dangerous down the stretch, and the 49ers handled them. I, I, this is, dare I say it, Dan, close, mm-hmm. close to a statement game. Hmm. State, well, the statement game committee. The statement committee is going to get together. I don't know uh, against a team that they're obviously better than. Maybe they need to put forth <laughs> a bit more of a dominant effort. So we're probably not going to give them that. But at the very least, it's a it's a victory that that once again reaffirms that they are a very good team. But maybe that's maybe the definition of a statement. I so think, maybe it is a statement I game. I think they clearly stated that they're going to win the sixth seed in the <laughs> NFC. They are now a full hmm. game out in Fair. front of the cards. They're for uh, real. The Cardinals aren't. Yes. Uh, one other one injury note, though, to take out of that game is uh, Niners left ta- tackle Joe Staley had a right knee injury left in the first quarter. Uh, I think I saw some tweets out there that it's not um, initially believed to be an ACL situation, but it's something to keep an eye on this week. Andy Dalton threw a go-ahead 21-yard touchdown pass to a wide-open A.J. Green late in the third quarter in the AFC North leading Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals beat the San Diego Chargers 17-10 on Sunday. The Bengals are now 8-4, and four, and uh, they keep their two-game lead over the Ravens in the AFC North. Greg? Huge win for them. I think it's a lot harder to come up with the scenario where the Bengals blow the division now. I think that this is a tough place to get a win. San Diego, the way they've been playing now, and the Chargers' defense... Just they're coming up with new ways each week to kind of not impress me. And this week, they didn't have a single quarterback hit or a single sack on Andy Dalton. They knew that the Bengals were going to run the ball late in the game. The Bengals got the ball back up 7 four forty-eight to go, and they just ran it and ran it and ran it until the game was over, and that was it. We saw uh, the Chiefs in back-to-back games did not have a single quarterback hit. Greg. Tell the people what you want. Oh, that's right. We uh, we need a name for this. When there's, I, I always look in the box score. I don't know why to see what te- how many quarterback hits and sacks. We need a name for it when you don't have any of either. No quarterback hits. No sacks. You did not touch the quarterback. Our around the league listeners should tweet at us some some ideas for this. There's only been six or seven times all year this happened. I have a great one. Should I share it now or should we wait? Share Roll it, it out. Yeah, Roll go. it out. When you do not have a quarterback hit in a whole game, that is a dirty Peter. 
Why is that? <laughs> I like it. I don't That's know why, but I like oh it. Oh my god, it was a dirty Peter. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love him. Just that's my idea. Hey, what readers, don't even bother tweeting. Okay, Rich, even though I, I feel like that's never going to be topped, can we can we throw it out there to the Twitterverse, all the ATL, NFL, underscore ATL, tweeters, <laughs> tweeps? Followers. Followers? We will. Dirty Peter, if you like that. No, no, no. no. That's just my suggestion. I want uh, We want them to give theirs. All right. And maybe if there's a hashtag. No hits, no sacks. You did not touch the quarterback. What should we call it? Well, that? I think if it's simplified, it's just because a sack is obviously a QB hit. Just if you don't yeah, ever no hit, hit the quarterback. Right. Yeah. Kind of a hollow exercise for the listeners because you've nailed it. Well, I don't know. Greg, <laughs> Greg doesn't seem sold on the Dirty no, Peter. No, I'm not sold on it. I need you to explain it. It just I sounds right. I feel about right. the Dirty Peter the way you feel about the Dalton scale. The I don't eight, understand a- it. After Dalton. I'm um, with Mark. This, this one just sounds right. It sounds I think right. you hit it. This was a... <laughs> <laughs> I know it, but I just I don't want to force it through legislation. Go ahead, listeners. Just write in, write in your things. Have a nice Take time. Take a shot. Try to beat Dirty Peter. <laughs> try your best, but fail as you try. Like the tilt, New York Jets. Tilt at windmills. This was a perfect game for the... Uh, <laughs> a literary reference literally 98% of our listening public will not get. Maybe that should be the term. If you don't hit the quarterback, you're t- tilting at windmills. Greg is mm. getting furious. Why would I be getting furious? <laughs> I don't know. I'm <laughs> the one who threw this out there. I'm loving it. <laughs> tilting at windmills. It's a windmill tilt when you hit, when you don't have a quarterback hit. <laughs> That's almost as good as the Dirty Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Both from obscure literary references. I don't know where mine's from, actually. And that takes us to the Sunday night game, a 24-17 Giants win in which the Giants overcame a 14 nothing deficit early, but obviously uh, when you're dealing with two teams that are kind of also-rans at this point, the only thing really to take out of the game is what happened at the end, and I will, I will throw it to my boss, Greg, to explain to the people what he, <laughs> what he saw. <laughs> well, this was confusing, but the Redskins were driving late, down seven points, and it looked like they had picked up a first down, and the marker on the sideline changed the you know the the number on the sideline to first down and the and the Redskins threw the ball 20 yards down the field it ended up being a drop it was an incomplete and then the officials came back and they changed it back to a fourth down so basically the Redskins had never picked up the first down the whole time the officials made a mistake they made the Redskins think that they had picked up the first they down they didn't stop down the clock to even even do a measurement or anything they just plowed it, forward all look, this happening with right at the end of the game on the final drive of the game. Yeah, sometimes there's a game between two teams that don't have great records, but you think, wow, if you didn't know they were bad teams, like this is a good game. This was not one of those games, but it's just this ending's going to stick with you because you don't really see the NFL officials make a mistake that big. Most of these end-of-game controversies to me remind me of the Chris Webber timeout scandal where it's so overblown because they probably weren't going to win the game anyway. Right. <laughs> Nothing I saw from the Redskins in the second half made me think right. they were con- going to complete that drive for a touchdown. Well, I will say that you had, of course, the referees fouled up, and that will be the big talking point coming out of this game. But uh, Fred Davis, as Greg alluded to, dropped a 30-yard reception that hit him right in the chest. <laughs> right. And then, and then you had the confusion with the down, and it's fourth down, and RG3 completes a first down pass to Pierre Garçon, who doesn't compete well enough to hold on to the football, gets ripped out of his hands. And that's really how the game 
ends. That's how it was decided, not because of the bad spot, because Garcon couldn't control the ball after he had the first down. Um, it was just basically, if you want to just talk about the Redskins themselves, it was it was a real study in why they stink. They they had several chances to make big plays on that final drive, and they just couldn't finish. And they got beat by a Giants team that we all know is not very good. A ton of drops. RG3 started well again, but they, like you said, they didn't make any big plays in the entire game. They were unimpressive. But I don't think it's blowing up the ending too much to focus on that because this is, was a really basic mistake. We've all watched a lot of NFL games. Have you ever seen that ever happen at any point in the game? I've never seen it. You know, and if, and pretty, if I it was, was pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, Dean it, Blandino's red phone is ringing right now <laughs> next to his dry, next to his, uh, his nightstand. And his it's not phone good. is the color of Shanahan's face right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's wife is like, Dean... It's the red phone. It's <laughs> blinking. Um, <laughs> all right, so that is that is the the Sunday games. There is one more game: uh, the New Orleans Seattle tilt. We might even have to talk about that one. Oh yeah, you know who knows? Uh, but we will be back on Wednesday. Um, anything? What do we have coming up on Wednesday? Well, we'll talk some forkage. We'll uh, we're due for a toaster. Get it out. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I forgot that existed. Got to yeah, get. You forgot about it because it's been a while. Yeah. Got to get Lyle, the intern, to work up some questions. Maybe he won't screw it up this time. He's still recovering. You know. If I remember correctly, you owe someone a rematch. I do, Sham. Sham, yeah, Sham, the Due great to the nemesis. Great toaster controversy of 2013. <laughs> Just like the ending of that game. Yes. Mm. Well, maybe that will be in play this week or next week. We'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, we'll be back either way on Wednesday, and um, I hope you're there to listen. You know. We like when you listen to the podcast. Tell People. your friends. Tell them all. Um, okay, this is Dan Hedges signing off for the mailman, the boss, the sizzler, K. Rich behind the glass, and Lyle the intern. Until Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.